Welcome to the 11th episode of View from the Black Cab, the apprentice podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is my fellow Brit, who is a huge fan of county music, Anthony Williams. <laughs> county and Western, I don't know, yeah. I found that 90% of people like that music. I've asked six and one didn't, so that's 90%, right? Yeah, that's not how maths works. <sighs> really? I'm going to have to go back to my business plan now. Despite what Gronje thinks... That is not how maths works. Oh, you sure? Pretty sure. Did do A-level maths. Fair enough. You got me. Not 90%. And also misleading figures are one of the biggest bugbears in Apprentice interview episodes. So for the love of God, don't put them in there. Whatever you put in your business plan, just make it true. Would be a really good start. Having said that, if you don't put truth in there, you still get through like Courtney. Yeah, I was thinking about that, actually, because, you know, we always say people get picked on The Apprentice because there's fun to be had with them, there's things to pick up on, and there's character flaws and all the rest of it. That's the same has got to be true for business plans, right? Because if the business plan was perfect, what was this episode going to be about? I like to exaggerate things. I said I was the chief designer. I was the only designer. The one benefit of Courtney being in the final is that I get two more episodes of doing stupid Courtney impressions. And apologies to Paul for spoiling this week's episode on Michael's behalf. Unintentionally, yeah, unintentionally. Uh, I did sort of assume that I would be the last person to see the episode. Ah, well, never mind. I did like your feeble attempt at a recovery. Well, technically I was right. Yeah, that's true. There could be a number of reasons why we get to see Courtney on Sunday. They don't all have to be that he's in the final. Spoiler, he's in the final. See, that's how you do it, Michael. Give people fair warning. To be fair, I I was slightly worried that Courtney would weasel his way through because Shugsy loves people like Courtney for some reason. Yeah, he does. It's that, uh, and we we mentioned um, that character type when we were talking about Sofiane. It's that white boy, isn't it? It's the it's the barrow boy who sets up a business in his own back bedroom and wheel the deals and all the rest of it. And as this episode was unfolding, I was just thinking, oh, here we go again. It's I see a lot of you in me. It's, it's just, oh, Courtney's going to make it. So, previously, the teams had to create a new brand of gene, which I was actually discussing with some of my colleagues last night about um, about how terrible the gene task was. You should have told someone they had to go and ask for a gene and tunic. I did find a new apprentice-loving friend who was sympathising with me when I was getting texts off someone who shall remain unnamed, going, OMG, down to four. <laughs> Am I wrong in thinking that you're not watching the finale live? Yeah, you you are absolutely right. I I, um, I also won't have my phone on. But you will turn your phone on to text off me going, and then there was one. What I'll do is I'll just text you about 40 minutes into the episode and go, OMG, just a little bit of revenge. Yeah, that'll do it nicely. So yes, the team's had to create a new brand of gene. Bad management by Grania left her team wasted and worse for wear, especially Trishna. Nebulous won by default, and in the boardroom, Trishna lost her bottle as she was the 12th person fired. Hmm, falling almost at the final hurdle for Trishna, but I think she had a fair enough run. I could never see her making it any further, based on that episode. No, I think she was, how can I put this politely, horrendously boring? Yeah, she had that one good episode when she convinced me that she was a kind of dark horse winner, but generally speaking, she was, she was now special. Dull as dishwater? Dull as dishwater, not as dull as Courtney. Courtney will get his comeuppance in this life or the next. Maybe he gets the gig and finds out that he's working with Joseph from last season. That would be a punishment for anyone. I did also get the chance to watch Trishna's You're Fired earlier as well. Oh, what did you think? We certainly didn't see that much of her in either the normal episodes or You're Fired. No. I did also watch this week's You're Fired, which was kind of the point so I can catch up on the plus and minus points. This week's was a lot better, if a little rushed. Yeah, it was good this week. It's a shame, isn't it, that they still only get half an hour when they've got three people to come out, especially when one of them's Jessica. She could have done half an hour on her own, without Rod, without any audience. Just an audience with Jessica would have been a great 30 minutes. 
and we'd have got a lot of value for our license fee money because she'd have managed to cram about seven and a half hours worth of content into 30 minutes. But Francis was the highlight of your fire for me. Francis was on fire. I'd have liked to have seen a bit more of that. That is the Francis that I hoped we would see. Because she was just on fire doing her Michaela-style sort of shocked face. Which is going to be our banner. I'm determined for it to be our banner this week. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was really, really good. Alana came very close to being the banner again, but we did use her last week, so I kind of can't. We did. We did have to, uh, disappointed Alana last week. Alana's victory face on Sunday will be our uh, our banner, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he can't possibly pick a terrible winner again. Yeah, and we can't get it wrong two weeks running when last week we categorically stated 100% was the phrase Jessica and Alana are in the final. We can't get it wrong a second time running, surely. Alana to win on Sunday night. In my defence, I did get three of the five correct. I just swapped Jessica and Courtney. Yeah, and in my defence, I think you'll find I said Alana wins. Yeah, you did. Which we agree on, because I, I came over to that train in week 10 as well. But we could be wrong. You never know. He makes bizarre, stupid decisions in finals. He's got form for doing this, so... He does, and he's on a really, really bad run, and I just can't deal with it if he does do it again. He's about to book the trend. He's going to bring the wonderful Alana into the Amstrad family. So, Courtney is the lucky recipient of the phone call, and... He gets the request for the candidates to bring their business plans the next morning to the Leadenhall building, which was used last year. And I can only remember because there was the ridiculous lift shots in the interviews last year as well. And according to Francis, Sugar is intrigued by her, and her plan is a kids' clothing retailer. Yeah, less intriguing, really. Selling kids' clothes cheap, okay? I couldn't give a monkey's ass what you think. Just for my own benefit, she has made that up. Yeah, it's a rat's ass. It's a monkey's something else. A mon- you couldn't give a monkey's. It's not short for monkey's arse. I'm pretty sure of that. And Gronya is a 15-year veteran of the makeup industry, which we've heard before doesn't actually reflect anything on a business plan, which, you know, is quite appropriate, really. Yeah, but she's going to stay cool, calm, and collected. And anybody who says that at the beginning of interview day is in for trouble. It's worse than childbirth. Yeah, 20 times is bad. Wow. And Courtney is a novelty. He certainly is. Gift designer. Oh, see what you did there. It's not the the worst of my Courtney jokes yet. Oh, don't worry about that. There's worse to come. And uh, Alana has been an erratic baker for seven years and makes samples for the interviewers, which is a fan-fucking-tastic idea. Single-handedly winning the MVP before she's even sat down. It's a great idea, and um, Alan Sugar said the advisors will be looking for holes in the business plan, so it's a good job she didn't bring donuts. How on earth have people not thought of this before? Every single year there is at least one food-themed business plan. How, in God's name, has no one thought, I'm going to use the spare day not to revise my business plan, but to make samples, to get to get faith from these people. Or to bribe them. Whatever. Still works. It only didn't work on Claude, and that's because Claude has probably seen her bake before. He was savvy to that one straight away. Oh, I can see what you're doing there, Alana. We'll talk about that later. Thank you very much. I bet he still has it. Oh, I bet he did. Sneakily. Off camera, when no one's watching, he'll have had all three pieces. To be fair, though, Alana loses some ironically brownie points with me for putting nuts in her brownies yeah well yeah but you didn't taste them mate i am not a fan of nuts in brownies i am very much a traditional brownie kind of guy yeah you can't go far wrong with just chocolate really to be honest i'm struggling to see how you improve chocolate and jessica is an internet fashion entrepreneur and now that we've had confirmation she's from burnley i can actually do the accent because i have a lot of friends from that way I was getting really confused because I know where she lives. She lives in Derbyshire. Yeah, North Derbyshire. So she's just south of Sheffield. And I thought, that's not a Sheffield accent. It's not a Derbyshire accent. It's really, really, it's it's northern, but it's not from there. But now it all makes sense. She's from Burnley. 
And Jessica's business plan, by her own admittance, is full of grammatical mistakes. <laughs> like hemorrhage. Oh, Jessica, it's not a good episode when you start with, yeah, they're going to pull me up on the grammar. Uh, no, but it's good to hear about another member of her family. It's normally a dad now we get to hear about her grammar as well. There is a magical button on a computer. It's called F7. <sighs> but if you put hemorrhage, which she had instead of hemorrhage, it's not going to pick that up because hem and ridge are words. But get someone to look over your business plan. No, you can't do that. You can't let anyone see it. Don't you learn anything from Gronje? You have to do everything yourself. Get your family to do it. Someone you can trust. Well, that's just it. You can't trust anybody. That's why Gronje wants to run the business, do the makeup, write the theme tune, sing the theme tune, the whole lot. But Jessica does have a lucky white dress. And given that we know her activities with Courtney, she shouldn't be wearing white. Yes, went for a wedding joke. And uh, Courtney also slathers on the deodorants. I think I might need this today. I think I might sweat. Despite the fact I saw Dr. Leah and she Botoxed my sweat gland. And my brain. I don't know why I suddenly developed a lisp. (laughs) It sort of adds to the character. It's just the next step in his evolution or devolution to just a gibbering wreck that we'll see on Sunday night. I can't wait for him to have to do a presentation in front of City Hall. Look, we've got great things like a milk bottle that looks like a champagne glass. And um, I've got my Lord Sugar dispenser. Made that now. It's good, isn't it? And we've got my... uh... My fart button for when I'm in a lift of supermodels. What was that? I've no idea. Why would you put that? That's just bonkers. I'd like to fart in a lift full of supermodels. I know we were talking before we actually started recording in our very long chat about my slight pet peeves with um, with Survivor this year. And this is an example of a perfectly character-driven series, because there is no way that any of these people are even employable. These people filled in the application with Joe Canterson and thought, I'm never going to get on, I might as well just do it for the lulls. Yeah, I got that from a few, and it's like Francis' business plan. Clearly she thought, it doesn't matter, I'm not getting on. But maybe that's the tactic. So if anyone listening wants to get on The Apprentice, I think we've already said you've got to be stupid. So if you're stupid, which, you know, you're listening to us, that makes sense. Um, Also, (laughs) write a really bad application, because clearly that works. And when they finally get to the Lydenhall building, we get the confirmation that Claude is, of course, back for his 12th series as Grand Inquisitor. Of course Claude's back. How could you not have him back? But this year, he's looking for personality. Sorry, Courtney. I love that pretty much the first thing he says to Courtney is what we've been saying for weeks. You have no charisma. (laughs) You are so boring. Just incredibly boring. You are a tedious person. He must have been really annoyed to find out that uh, he was going through to the final because I'm sure he would have liked to have lambasted him even further. Worryingly, Claude was actually quite complimentary about him. I don't know why. Well, that's what I mean. Uh, Clearly, by the time they record that bit, they must have already decided it, because I I can't imagine for a minute he would have said that unprompted. No. I'm I'm slightly puzzled by Courtney going through, especially over Queen Jessica. But I think I know why, and I have a theory for the end, but... I'm not 100% as to why on God's earth that they would do this. We could have had such a slam dunk of a series and put Alana versus Jessica and made it the best final two ever, ever, ever. And now we got Dense Courtney instead. But talking of theories, I've been sat on a theory for a few weeks. It's not my theory. I'm not taking any credit for this. But a friend of the podcast, Sarah, she has a theory as why Courtney was uh, retweeting your less than complimentary tweets. Really? <laughs> what does she have to say for herself? Because I'm interested. Well, well, she said, you don't have to go very far back in history to see someone else who would retweet less than complimentary 
tweets about him, and that would be Io Adesina, who then went on to win the show. Now, there is some, there is a little bit of logic there, isn't there? That if he's sitting there knowing he's won this, why would he care what you think about him? Therefore, might as well just retweet it. But, Sarah, I have a counter argument. They record both endings. That is true. Yes. It is quite well known that Apprentice is one of those shows that records both endings. And they put out the one that Lord Sugar actually decides. But Lord Sugar does not decide until usually the day before broadcast. You were absolutely right. Yeah, I'd, I'd temporarily forgotten about that. Yeah, so, he, so he shouldn't know whether he's won or not, should he? No. So, so Courtney is just that sort of vain little shit. Sorry. If Courtney wins, then it is entirely Sarah's responsibility. And I will solely blame Sarah for him winning. This one's on you, Sarah. So look forward to that. <laughs> Sarah, it is entirely within your responsibilities to make sure that Alana, the erotic baker, wins. And I'm still not 100% why I'm insisting that she's an erotic baker, but it's kind of fun now and I'm going to keep going with it. Maybe she should team up with Jessica because she's already got a brand name that kind of fits. Lust and Lies Bakery could work. And also her and Jessica in partnership would be amazing. Oh yeah, that would be great. Just get Mark. Yeah, just get Jessica to do the marketing, Alana to do the product. Guy, what a what a business! I mean, you could have the adverts with like seductively licking wooden spoons and things. You've been thinking about this far too much. Maybe, maybe I have been coming up with an erotic baking brand for Alana over the past twelve weeks that I'm then going to pitch to her when she doesn't win. You haven't set up some sort of shrine to her, have you? You haven't got like pictures on the wall of uh, of Alana and erotic erotic bakeware. I haven't actually. I've uh, I've got a um, a Kickstarter for her though. It was set up by uh, my good friend Samuel, and um, yeah, Granny can't do maths. But you know, ninety percent of people can't do maths. What point six? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the six people we talked to, ninety percent couldn't do maths. Yeah. And. I'm always fond of the introductions for the interviewers. He's been following them for ten weeks. Claude Littner is one of Lord Sugar's most trusted advisors. It almost like he's been following them for ten weeks, and they don't know. Yes, hiding in bushes. Which I can imagine him doing. Claude Littner, P.I. Which does sound like a CBS show. Grizzled New York cop Claude Littner is fired for a crime he didn't commit. Needs to hand in his badge and his gun. I'm just looking for justice. I'm Lidner. Claude Lidner. P.I. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, but like, the introductions for them are like, Mike Sotar distinguishes hot air from cold hard facts. It's like, who wrote this? Is it the same shit scriptwriter that Lord Sugar's had all series? I think it must be. And Linda has a sharp tongue. With a sharp eye for business and an even sharper tongue. Yeah, pretty bad. This sounded a little bit Clarkson, that. This is the best tongue in the world. Meanwhile. And as Courtney points out, um, the interview day is like Christmas for Claude, which does, as I pointed out last week, make him Santa Claude's. You're only getting the raps for that once. But what would be the name of his reindeer? Come on, Christmas puns, I'm expecting you to be good at this. I suppose you could have uh, Dasher Hope. And Courtney comes back saying it's basically five young idiots, to which, of course, we get the response of, actually, it's one idiot and four legitimate business people. I did like that. It's like the whole world is suddenly on our side and taking the piss out of Courtney. It's great. See, that's the one thing that I'm holding out hope for, is the fact that they've portrayed Courtney to be a bumbling fool. Put it into blunt terms, Courtney is getting the dodo music and Alana's getting a hero edit. But could be wrong, because who knows? This is not a conventional show. You cannot apply rules of logic and sense and order to this show because in the final episode, he just does what he wants. This is the problem. We spend 11 weeks building up to this and saying we we can guarantee what's going to happen. And then Sugar will just give us a curveball annoyingly. It's just like, sod it off. 
Can we not have someone who's actually a legitimate business person dictating this, please? Yeah, where's the fun in that, eh? Yeah, but he does. He never goes for the fun people. No, he doesn't. Which isn't. I mean, well, he's not exactly fun himself, is he? No, but he goes for the boring, awful people. It's just like sod off. I've lost count of how many bad decisions he's made. It's far too many, but he's going to get it right on Sunday, so we'll be all right. We have to hope because Alan has one of the strongest growth edits ever in Apprentice. Oh, just a bit, just a bit. But now I'm thinking about the whole, you reminded me that actually, does that mean the producers and the editors don't know who's won when they're editing the shows? I think they have an inkling, but it's never 100% confirmed. In the first 11 episodes, it's more the edit is always more about showing who the final two are going to be. Yeah, and who's going. Yeah. Generally, with this uh, Sunday finale, Sugar will decide on the Saturday. And then they will adapt a few things in the final edit. So when we keep saying we know what's going to happen, really, we just agree with whatever the producer thinks is going to happen. I mean, they definitely used to do record both endings. I think they still do. I think you're right. I, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure I've I've reread that recently. I think Sugar probably tells them which way he's leaning. You ought to, because it's going to make it a very unsatisfying show otherwise, isn't it? Yeah, because the, the finale isn't live live. It's I mean, you're fired to record it like an hour beforehand, I think. Yeah. Mainly to stop the spoilers getting out. They're doing it differently this year. I've noticed they've actually got your hired listed as a separate program this year. Oh, it normally just tags on and you know, like the like a reunion show, doesn't it? It just rolls into it. It's normally a two hour show, but they seem to actually be doing the normal episode first and then you're hired straight after. Or at least in the listings, that's what it is. So yeah, Alana has a massive growth arc. Like ridiculously heavy handed. If she doesn't win, then it's a stupid edit and I hate everyone. Yeah, it would it would, be, it would baffle me beyond all comprehension if she if she doesn't because what was the point of that then? The apprentices would be consigned to the scrap heap of the podcast purely for that. Screw you, sugar, with your misleading edit. How dare you? In the first of a few negatives for Jessica, shall we say, we find out she relies on celebrities for her marketing. Yeah, which. I think she's right when she says it's a good business model. I am aware of the whole Instagram, get people to model stuff, and and then it just sells because that's that's how things are done these days. I, I don't think that was an issue in itself. It's the fact that she doesn't really know how her previous business operated and why it didn't work, and she sells it and then doesn't make any money, and then she's still on the board of directors. It's all of that stuff that's the issue. I think the the business model works I, I don't understand what they're moaning about oh you've got to pay people to wear your stuff oh yeah it's called advertising problem is from my experience instagram models are horrible people <laughs> really is that from your own personal experience and you had to know that joke was coming as soon as you talked about instagram models yeah the moment i said instagram i regretted it i love you Brittany and jessica if you're listening which is highly unlikely, but still, if, if this somehow gets back to you, I, I do genuinely quite like you. Erin and Jocelyn, you're bitches and I hate you, but still. And uh, Jessica made £4,000 selling her first business, which isn't a lot. Uh, no, it was, but she had no idea. She really had no idea how it all went wrong. Or she did and she didn't want to talk about it, one of the two. Um, so it could have been that the story was even worse than they'd managed to uncover, I suppose. But it's not a good sign when you can't really explain how your previous business operated, particularly when your business plan is pretty much doing what you've done before. I think it would be a good idea to be able to explain how it works, not be able to not explain how it didn't work. Yeah, awkward. Very much so. It was about this point where I started to think, ah, I might just have to go back to last week's podcast and edit out that bit where we say she's definitely making the final. Yeah, having said that I got that text off you uh, saying OMG, I didn't know exactly who went. No, that would have been a spoiler. But when this sort of stuff started happening, I thought, oh no, Jessica's going. Yep. What have I done? 
To be honest, I think you would have thought that regardless. <laughs> you didn't need the text to tip you off that this was not going to end well for Jessica this week. And uh, Mike Sutar goes to Company's house just to catch Jessica out, which is really, really mean, especially to the star of the series. Yeah, and, I'm, and I feel like that's happened before. There's been stuff that you could get from Company's house that people weren't aware of. They should really be wise to that. It, it, it costs something like a quid to find out everything you want to know about a limited company. So keep your company's house record clean. But I didn't understand that. How can you be a, a registered director of a company and not realise? No, I don't understand that either. Bizarre. I mean, she was called on the You're Fired, one of the most entertaining candidates they've ever had. And yeah, yeah, she was. Brilliant casting decision to get her on there. I hope we get to see her on something else. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest to, for her to be on a, another show. And Alana gets penalised for holding the money back instead of reinvesting it. It's kind of the golden rule of being an entrepreneur, isn't it? That you're willing to put the business first. I, I could see where they were coming from. It's not like she didn't put any money back in. No, although she was she was very vague, wasn't she, about how much. She was like, oh, I do put some back in. Mm. It didn't sound like it was an awful lot. She was being a shrewd businesswoman. She was saying, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. Yes, I'm going to put money in, but I'm going to keep some back just in case. Just in case what, Alana? Just in case you fail, but you're not going to fail because you just told us you've got an amazing business plan. Just in case shit hits the fan and we need some immediate capital. It was the only thing they could find on her this week, to be fair. You know, um, it is a fair point and, and it will go against the grain for that kind of personality. Normally, you, you quite often find these entrepreneurs have gone bankrupt several times because they just plow everything into their business because they're so passionate about it. I, I think, personally, that's a sensible move, but I can certainly see how that looks to, to those guys. I 100% think it was a sensible move, and I would not have... I would have argued, personally. I would have been like, you're wrong. I'm being sensible here. Because I'm plowing the money in, I'm not going to waste my money, which is exactly what Lord Sugar wants. He does not want someone who's going to piss it up the stream. He's going to want someone who is shrewd with money, is going to get the best return, and be cautious. So what you're saying is, uh, I should piss my money up the stream. You keep yours in the bank nice and safe, and I'll throw my quarter of a million at you. Well, that's the thing. If if she had the quarter of, or when she has the quarter of a million pound capital, because let's be honest, she's winning, she's going to be sensible with it. She's not going to spend it in a month, like, sadly, Jessica would have. She'd have had a great month, though, wouldn't she? Imagine the cigars you could buy. Woohoo! I've got all these furs, Dad. This is genuine badger, this one. Oh, and because Claudine has heard how good Courtney is at pitching, she asked him to pitch himself to her. Which, had I not suspected Courtney survived by that point, I would have thought that this was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. The guy has no personality whatsoever. And now it's just, that's like the running gag. It's, God, just, just tell Courtney to show a bit of personality and see what happens. Oh, it's hilarious. But in a weird way, I can't wait for Sunday's episode. Oh, I can't wait, because I want to see him on that stage behind the podium with a big audience just fall on his ass. And hopefully Alana is going to kick ass, because Alana's been pretty good at the pitches she's done. She's pretty good at keeping it together under pressure, really. I mean, she made Magic Shells look slightly less shit. Yes, which is a big achievement. And Claude is mean about growing his business plan, which is kind of obvious because she's trying to do far too much, far too quickly. Yeah, and trying to do it all herself, which is dangerous. If you want to run a big business, you ain't going to be able to do it all by yourself. And uh, I think there was they were alluding to that a few times. She's got a bit of a control freak problem. So she's she's dangerous. And Francis's business plan completely omits her previous mistakes, which is never good because obviously they're going to find them. Don't gloss over things in your past. If it's happened, you need to recognise it, you need to own it, and tell them what you learned from it. And, you know, it's not at all unusual for retail stores to go under if you're in the wrong location or just something doesn't happen. Then what you do is you make it into a success, don't you? <sighs> business 101. Yeah, business 101. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> if you do fuck it up, tell them you meant to do that. 
And that's what you learn from it. You now know what not to do. Say so it was a calculated decision. Yeah, we, we had this trial store and we did it very differently. And now we know that we can't do that. We want to do different things. We've learned from it. We've adapted. We've got a whole new format and this works much better. And continuing Alana stealing the MVP and locking it safe, safe away in a safe that's maybe in an underground bunker. She knows her business and is very, very confident and knows her shit. Yeah, she knows everything about it. And just listen to the language people are using. They're not, whereas with Gronya, it's that's far too big a jump. They're saying to Alana, yeah, you make some good profit and your plans are very ambitious. I wouldn't be shocked if she moves away from going delis, personally. Yeah, I think she could go bigger than that. You've got a brand there, haven't you, really, now? So if you win the, if you win the Apprentice, you can brand it yourself and go to supermarkets or what have you. I think she'll either go to supermarkets, which, even though I don't like nuts and brownies, they do look pretty damn nice. I think she'll probably go to festivals. Yeah, big contract catering operation across all the festivals. Yeah, that would make sense too. I certainly wouldn't be shocked if she could make a killing very quickly, because she has very high profit margins. It was 19p a slice and it retails for three quid, wasn't it? Yeah, that's quite nice. Uh, quite a nice gross profit. She doesn't actually have to sell that many to be turning over a pretty tidy sum which is another reason why i think she's probably winning uh yeah yeah um the the thing with catering is it, it looks like it's high margin because you're only looking at one part of it you've got quite high production costs you've got massive distribution costs you've got a lot of spoilage costs there's a lot that comes out of that once you've gone beyond the headline of it's 19 p's worth of ingredients and you're selling it for three quid it's not the full story, but hey, we could we can do the whole gross profit debate another time. That's one bit of maths I'm good at. Yeah, but Shugsy does love the safer bet in a final two. He does, um, but that's the debate, isn't it? Alana is the safer bet, I think. Do you think, though? Do you think catering is safer than retailing? I don't know. Yeah, because Courtney's is basically magazines in papers. It's basically the sort of shit that you bin as soon as you get a paper every week. Yeah, do you think he designs things like the giant slipper and all of that sort of stuff? Has he got a little innovations catalogue? Well, he basically is. Personally, even if I didn't know it was Courtney's business plan, I would think it was a terrible idea because no one buys that shit apart from old people. Yeah, Sugar seems to like it, though. Yeah, Sugar's like 65. Of course he likes it. Yeah, well... Yeah, but basically it's buy some cheap tap from China, whack a bit of margin on it, sell a load. When somebody else starts selling it cheaper than you, you buy something different. I don't think Courtney's got the killer instinct for it. I don't, no, I don't, to be honest. That sort of business requires strong leadership, which he has not displayed. He has won by default as PM twice, and he's been very, very lucky that the opposing team was so unbelievably terrible that... He kind of backs himself into a win. And it also takes good instincts, and he doesn't have that. No, but that's what he's claiming, isn't it? That he can spot trends coming and he can capitalise on them, and that's why he's doing so amazingly well that he can now run a business out of his bedroom. But, you know, let's put something in Courtney's plus column. He's worked his bollocks off, so at least now we know why he's got that silly voice. We know that the only reason that he's worked his bollocks off is because of the friction from having sex with Jessica all the time. Yeah, but it seems to work for Claude as well. He was doing some sort of When Harry Met Sally scene. When he was, yes, 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 Courtney. The alleged main event that I was hoping and praying for ended up being a damp squib that was Claude versus Courtney. Claude does agree that he has no passion and needs a slap and is a deadbeat. But, yeah, sadly, Claude kind of comes around on him well he has to doesn't he because he goes through to the final and if he really laid into him it would just make that completely nonsensical which is why we get the whole yes 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 thing just to kind of try and pretend that there's some sort of growth going on here certainly nothing between his ears growing so yeah it was a shame we if he'd have been going home this week i think we'd have seen an amazing claude takedown and uh, Gronya's numbers end up being a little bit flimsy. Just a little bit flimsy. She gets a bit spendy happy. Hashtag spendy happy. 
I think at that point she just kind of knew she was getting fired. She'd resigned herself to it. She was just going to have fun. Yeah, she'd spotted there was a minor flaw, really, in that she can't possibly pull this off and she has no idea how to do it, even if she could. And Jessica is a strong, independent woman. She is. She's energetic, bordering on hyper, which I'm glad they pointed out because after 11 weeks, I hadn't noticed that. No, no, she's always so subtle with her emotions. She did try and claim, though, that it it only happens when she's in this show and normally she's really level-headed. I don't buy that for a second. Looking at her and you're fired, not a chance. No, she's exactly the same. She was 100% herself, which is what I want in a character. She's authentic. Yeah, you need authenticity. It's what makes what makes them interesting and what makes them hilarious. Yeah. And Claude does slightly sass Francis uh, about her former partner did all the figures and saying, yeah, I can tell. You really miss that partner, don't you? And Courtney does have a massive typo where he mixes up being the best salesman in the country with being the best salesman in the county. It's a it's a minor mistake, you know. I, I did wonder because I was pretty sure that he was a count. Yeah, same typo. Anthony, what does count mean? One, two, three. And uh, he is the leading novelty gift designer in the UK, apparently, which is an oddly specific thing to put on your CV. Yeah, but if you're going to make something up about yourself, you can be as specific as you like, I guess. In Courtney's defence, and I can't actually believe I'm saying this, in Courtney's defence, I I do like to be creative about what my title is for the podcast. It's currently host, editor, producer, overlord. Overlord, yeah, that'll do. I'll go with co-host and dog's buddy. And Alana has another slightly awkward moment where she guesstimates the number of independent delis by sizing up from the number in her town. It was a bit of a hole that she got herself into, and there's no way out of it, was there? Once you've made up something you're a bit stuffed and and they'd obviously checked and found out there is no there's no log of how many independent delis there are in the uk so saying well there's one in my town and there's this many people and there's about 70 million in the uk so there must be seven thousand delis but alana could have easily got herself off the hook by saying around seven thousand she did, actually. It was That was in the document. It had a little squiggly line that means around. That should have absolved her of all sin. Yeah, because that could mean anywhere between like three and a billion. There's definitely around 7,000 independent. She should have gone for it and said, I've counted them. And then he, and he said, really? Prove me wrong. Tell you what, you go and count them, and if there's not 7,000... Then tell me how many there are, and I'll put that in my business plan instead. Boom. Sorted. And then we get the reasons that Courtney is going through to the final. It's like, oh, I sacrifice all my money and live on £8,000 a year and live with my parents. You can't self-impose that and then try and use it as a sob story. You know, oh, I decided that I wouldn't have a job. Well, then you just you decided it, so that's up to you. Yeah, just a choice you've made. Exactly. It's a choice. But, you know, he's managed to design 33 things in three years. Better check in with Gronje how, how many 33 over three years is. This was, what, about nine, 90? Of the 140 products in his catalogue, he designed 33 of them. But the second best novelty designer in the UK only did 32, so proves his claim is right. And Francis starts finally standing up for herself and argues with Linda over her figures. And I, I like that Francis got a little bit angry. I actually fought for her place. I think, again, she might have been at that stage thinking, I'm probably on my way out. I might as well have a go for it. I, I do like it, though, when people get so wound up that they can't quite finish the sentences and she comes out with, and I've done an absolute lot. <laughs> yeah, because she, she wanted to say shit ton, probably, and thought the BBC aren't going to keep that in. And Gronya ends the day by saying that she really needs a large brandy. I know. Ridiculous. That one week, she's forgotten about the orange gin already. Disgraceful. You were so behind it last week. And um, 
Jessica's business just sounds far too modern for sugar, I'm afraid. It's the same it's the same problem Varna had last year, and Varna's doing very well, may I point out. Sugar just doesn't do that sort of modern idea. Not at all. We want you to buy stuff cheap, sell it out the back of a van. That's pretty much the level of business acumen he's looking for. So to be able to use social influencers to turn it into a trending topic is a little bit out of his comfort zone. I mean, he only uses Twitter to find out what the Spurs score is. And also to bait Piers Morgan into arguing with him again. Oh, yeah, he does do some good stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Shame it's not a literal baiting of Piers Morgan. And in a ridiculous interview episode, the most ridiculous claim comes from one of the interviewers when they say that Gronier and Courtney have both been strong. Yeah, but Courtney's a winner, isn't he? He's won eight out of ten. He's your man. Claude, Claude, I'm a strong, independent black woman who don't need no man. I will weirdly miss doing Courtney impressions. <laughs> I thought it was going to take you a while to get over Dylan going, but no, you just you just forgotten about him, haven't you? Moved on. And Frances surprised herself with how far she got, which you know I think she isn't the only one in this series who was like, "Oh, I actually got to the interviews." Shit. Oh no, they're going to have to look at my business plan now, and it was rubbish. Oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Should have put six pages of pictures. Yeah, that's that's always a route to success. <laughs> Get out. The door's over there. Poor Francis. Francis has had a really good run now, I think. She's been a very good candidate. Really good. I really liked her on your fired. Yeah, I thought she was brilliant. I thought she was very, very engaging. The one person who came close to stealing the MVP award, surprisingly for me, I know, was Jessica. Because in the moment where she thought about how to reduce returns... That is fantastic instincts. Yeah, I th- I'm, sh- I'm convinced she'll do well. I think it's a good business model. I think you're right, Sugar doesn't get it, and that's his problem. She'll be fine. The fact that she thought about that and had a great solution for it bodes very well for her. Yeah, if only she had a grip on the finances, I think she'd be fine. She needs someone there doing the finances for her. Yeah. If, yeah, if she can employ someone to look after that side of the business so she can focus on product and marketing, I think she'll be uh, she'll, she'll have a great future ahead of her. And for the love of God, Gronya, stop saying the word brand. Brand, 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 brand. And she's not even one of the branding experts. I know. But she is one of the three people fired. She certainly is. In a shocking turn of events, she ends up being the... The person who doesn't even get a chance to plead their case, basically. It's just Grania. Oh, seriously, bye. Yeah, and I was quite surprised that she got in the back of the taxi. I thought she'd want to have a go at that herself. She seems to want to do every other job. I thought she'd drive herself. No, no, I'll do it. And Alana gets the pun of the episode when she talks about turning Lord Sugar's investments into cake pun hundreds and thousands. And um, Courtney's business model could basically be copied. So it's shit. Just fire him. Fire him. The weird thing is at this stage, he actually is starting to sound like he knows what he's talking about. And it's just, you can just feel it coming that he's going to make it to the final by this point. We're not even going to get the satisfaction of seeing him get fired. Thank you for the opportunity. That is seriously disappointing. And Sugar's name means jack shit, which I could have told you 12 years ago. We're back to the email phone. The fax phone, I think you'll find. <laughs> and Sugar expresses concerns over Courtney, but instead fires Queen Jessica. At least he gave her regrets. To which I did send you the picture of my notes, which genuinely do say, Jessica is fired, frowny face, over fucking Courtney. Absolutely ridiculous. I very rarely uh, send out pictures of my notes just because sometimes it can spoil jokes, but I had to send you that one. I can't believe it. Her run is over. Her time on the run is over. Oh, man. But she does get one of the best your fired gifts ever. That was very, very good. That was well done. Really well done. I, I fully expected that that vase was made of rubber. And he was going to bounce it on the floor. And when he, so when he threw it and it smashes everywhere, that was brilliant. I loved that. And then gives her the tiny little bit. 
And, and the response of, oh, we'll get that sent to your postal address. Fabulous. And they have concerns over the final three. Alana's is her confidence. Courtney's is his energy, or lack thereof. And Francis's is finance, but everyone fights for their place in the competition. And Alana is the first confirmed finalist. Yes, and I like the way that happened, because at that point you can kind of sit back and go, oh, we've made it. Yep, but sadly, the happiness doesn't last very long because Francis's idea is not scalable and she's the final person fired. They're probably right. A business plan just isn't as strong as she is, which is a real shame. And I think Karen makes that point. If she could rewrite her business plan based on what she knows now, she'd be in a much, much better position to get to the final. But what can you do? That's it. You've, at this stage, you've got, to, you've got to live or die by your business plan. And I have a theory as to why... Courtney was in the final and everyone else wasn't. And that has to do with the final task. Because they have to think, what is the sort of task you can actually put on in a day, basically? Yeah. You can't really put Jessica's on in a day because you'd have to get all the Insta models there and nobody would know who they are. And also you'd have to shell out like 100 grand to get them there. You can't really do Francis's one because it'd need research and going around thrift shops. And you were never going to do Gronje's one. So kind of by default, Courtney gets a, a pass into the final. Yeah, so it's going to be come up with an idea, get it to market. Yeah. So an, annoyingly, it was more down to the business plans than the actual people. But it's time to play everyone's favourite game. Because I, I love testing you on your memory. Who's coming back and which teams? My memory's dreadful. I think we've discovered this. Exactly why I love playing it. I know. Okay, so who do I remember seeing from last night's preview? Yeah, for, firstly, who's coming back? Right, okay. So, first person I saw who's definitely coming back, like we didn't know it, Kartik is back. Correct. Of course, Jessica is back. Correct. Paul is back. He is. Sophie-Anne is back. He is. They're working together. Yep. Sausage Supremo, Oliver, is back. Correct. Gronje is back. Correct. And I've saved it to the bottom because I know we are both delighted. Hunter Rebecca is back. Her time on the run is not over. Did I miss anyone? Yes, you missed one person. I knew I had. Who did I miss? Francis. Of course. Francis dressed as a cupcake. Correct. But which teams? Oh, now you are just... <laughs> that is ridiculous. Okay. You, you can genu... I have not got any spoils or anything. You can genuinely tell who is on which team purely from that preview. So Francis is working with Alana because otherwise... Why is she dressed as a cupcake? Duh. Correct. Um, but I think also Gronya and Hunter Rebecca. Yep. Um, Paul and Sofiane, as I said, work together. Correct. And I know Kartik works with Courtney because you saw him with him. Correct. That then leaves Oliver and Jessica. So, oh, I don't think I saw which way that goes. So I am going to. You did. Did I? Okay. In which case, I'm going to punt then that Jessica is with Courtney and Oliver is with Alana. I am very proud of you. You're 100% correct. Come on! And you know how you can tell who's on which team? The one bit you see of Oliver, he is next to Alana. You can see a little bit of her dress that she's wearing in another scene. That's how you tell that he's on Alana's team. That is how you do it. Doesn't matter how I got there, I got there. And it is at this point where I go, who do you think is getting fired or hired? But I know the answer, so there's no point. Absolutely. I want her to win so much, but it's just such a wild card because there's, n there's nothing we can rely on now at this stage. She she's on the face of it. She got the better side. Just. Yeah, because... Her team is Oliver, Hunter, Rebecca, Gronje, and Francis, who are all pretty grafty people. 
Whereas Courtney has both Paul and Sofian. And Jessica. And Jessica, who I love dearly, but, you know, when she's not leading the team, she can be a little bit scatty. Yeah, so it could fall apart just by, yeah, chaos. I think chaos could reign, because Kartik as well. You've got you've got a lot of big personalities all together, which you're absolutely right. With Grunge, certainly with Grunge, Francis and Rebecca, you've got them. They will back you, definitely. They'll do what they're told. Oliver, we didn't see that much of him, but he works in the food industry. Yeah, so he's the right person. I'm assuming it's like a schoolyard pick again, as normal. I'm pretty sure Alana will get first pick looking at those teams. Yeah, she seems to have got all the picks. Because I I think Alana will probably pick Francis first. But that's the smart choice, isn't it? Because she's the best to pick from. And then Courtney will pick Jessica because, you know, they're very close. Uh, Yeah, and then Alana goes with... Probably Grania because, you know, they've been on a team together for a while. Yeah, they've got a good relationship. Courtney then goes for Paul. Yeah, Courtney probably goes for Paul. I'll bat you. I'll bat you, Courtney. You slag. I won't have a strop at the end of the episode. Yeah, then Hunter Rebecca probably gets picked. The last two will probably be Oliver and uh, probably Kartik. Yeah. Because he's, he's just a bit of a firecracker, isn't he? You, you don't really want unpredictable in the final. Interesting. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, she has one of the best teams ever. He has one of the worst teams ever. I hope and pray that she pulls this off. I'm very worried that it's Sugar who's choosing and he's a terrible judge of character and choice generally. Well, that's it. It's how, how much does the final leg influence the choice? Because if he's already decided he likes Courtney's business then they'll just find reasons why he picks them, even though they do terribly. How can you like Courtney's business when it's flogging tat that other people probably sell cheaper? That's what I don't care. Um, have you heard of Amstrad? Good point. Well made. <laughs> so on that bombshell, thank you for listening to this View from the Black Cab podcast. You can join us on Tuesday, I think we'll release it, to recap the finale. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, our own Twitter pages, MJ Armstrong for me, Bullsboy for Anthony. See you next week. Thanks for the opportunity.